You are listening to CITR FM 101.9 or, of course, on your computer, www.citr.ca. Stay tuned now for The Jazz Show with Gavin Walker coming right up right now.
We would like to welcome you to another edition of The Jazz Show on CITR-FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. And uh, this evening, I would like to dedicate the show to all the False Creek Pirates. There you go. My name's Gavin Walker. And we have, of course, lots of music to play for you this evening and uh, present to you. This is sort of the eve of the jazz festival as well. So, And, of course, uh, as you heard a couple of weeks ago, we had our very special um, jazz festival presentation with the one of the founding fathers of the Vancouver International Jazz Festival, my good friend John Orsick. And we gave you an overview of uh, many of the artists that are uh, coming this year. So I'm sure a lot of people are looking forward to um, getting out and around uh, and seeing, checking out all the free shows and the ticketed shows and everything on the Vancouver International Jazz Festival. And as um, my good friend Gak mentioned in the previous show, you can get all the information if you go to coastaljazz.ca. Coastaljazz.ca, that is the comprehensive website of the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society. Our jazz feature this evening is an album called The View from the Inside. And it's by the great and sadly late vibraphonist Bobby Hutcherson. You know, the vibraphone is a very interesting instrument. It really, um, the pioneers of the vibes were, of course, Lionel Hampton and, uh, to a lesser extent, Red Norvo, and they came up in the 30s. There was another, there there were a few other people that, uh, that played the instrument, but Hamp and... Uh, or Red Norvo, and especially Hemp, were the most influential um, exponents of the vibes. And then, in the mid-40s, during the modern jazz era, the beginnings of modern jazz, came Milt Jackson. And he took the vibes to a whole different level. He was influenced by Hampton, of course, who wouldn't be. But Hampton or uh, Milt Jackson took the vibes to a whole different level. And then in the 60s, we had two phenomenal players show up. One of them, Bobby Hutcherson, who absorbed Lionel Hampton and Milt Jackson. And the other, a very different uh, musician, but equally as influential, Gary Burton. 
And those two gentlemen were really at the forefront of the vibes. Now we have people uh, like Warren Wolf. We have uh, um, 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 what's his name, <laughs> Steve Nelson, who uh, of course comes from Bobby Hutcherson, and uh, um, Stefan Harris. Um, marvelous young virtuosos of the instrument. And of course, there's so many other people playing. But Bobby Hutcherson, very, very important. He, t- he took um, M- Milt Jackson and Lionel Hampton's concept and moved it to a different level. And of course, Bobby um, became ubiquitous on the New York scene. He was on a lot of very, very important albums. His style and his way of playing could be adapted to any style of jazz. And, of course, he played with some very avant-garde musicians, uh, such as Archie Shepp, um, Andrew Hill, um, various other people, um, Jackie McLean in, in, in Jackie's most adventurous on, uh, ensembles. He played with Eric Dolphy, um, made a very important album with Eric Dolphy, of course, Out to Lunch, Eric Dolphy's last domestically produced album. Uh, Bobby Hutchison was a big part of that, and of course he was recording under his own name for Blue Note Records. He eventually, in the mid-60s, moved back to the West Coast. He was originally from Los Angeles, and he moved to the Bay Area, and um, Bobby and his then young wife bought a house um, just south of San Francisco, and of course he became part of the... um, West Coast uh, uh, jazz scene, and uh, he formed a great band with uh, elder statesman Harold Land, and they made a whole series of recordings and and, uh, did a bunch of tours together with different people in the rhythm section, but uh, tenor saxophonist Harold Land, one of the true giants of that instrument, and Bobby Hutchison, uh, they formed a wonderful ensemble, and that lasted for several years. And then uh, after the demise of that ensemble in the mid-'70s, Bobby formed a band uh, of San Francisco-based musicians, and these are what you're going to hear this evening. This is an extremely unique band. They made a whole series of albums for Blue Note Records, and unfortunately they became um, kind of obscured. Um, Perhaps they weren't distributed as well. I don't know. Um, But they did become sort of lost in the shuffle. And it wasn't until uh, Mosaic uh, pulled them all together and issued a three-CD set of Bobby Hutcherson during this fantastic period in his career with his own band um, and uh, made these albums um, available again. And uh, I have to tip of the hat to, uh, to Mosaic Records for, uh, for putting this series together and brought many of these albums back in, into people's consciousness. Now, despite the fact that um, this music was recorded in the 70s, it's very modern-sounding. It's light, it's very easy on the ear, and yet it's very deep as well. And that's what we're going to hear this evening. One of their finer albums is this one, and it's called, uh, as I mentioned before, A View from the Inside. And it features um, Bobby Hutcherson's working band of the time. In the band, we have um, on 
tenor saxophone and soprano saxophone, an old friend of mine, a wonderful musician. He, he left us far too young. His name, Manny Boyd, Emmanuel Boyd, extremely wonderful voice of the uh, tenor saxophone and the soprano saxophone. He was a big part of this band. Larry Nash was the pianist who doubles on acoustic piano, grand piano, and electric piano. Uh, on bass, someone who is still very much with us, he lives in Kansas City now, James Leary III on bass, and on drums, the legendary San Francisco drummer Eddie Marshall, and of course Bobby Hutcherson on vibes. Bobby died in 2016. He was 75 years old, and uh, unfortunately he died from uh, um, emphysema, and um, very a very sad passing because Bobby Hutcherson was extremely well-loved and, of course, had, had worked with so many different people. Anyway, getting back to this album, this was all recorded in August of 1976, and we're going to hear this complete album. So, once again, Bobby Hutcherson on vibes, Manny Boyd on soprano and tenor saxophone, Larry Nash on piano and electric piano, James Leary on bass, and Eddie Marshall on drums. The tunes we're going to hear, um, we opened with uh, a wonderful composition in, by Bobby Hutcherson. It's, it's kind of a reflective thing. It's a nice way to open the album, very quiet piece of music. It's called Later Even. And, you know, with the heat wave we're having, tune number two would be perfectly suited for uh, sitting out um, in the sunshine and baking. It just has this kind of lazy, beautiful uh, summer feel. And it was written um, in memory of, of uh, an afternoon in New York City when Bobby was living there uh, on uh, Houston Street. And that's what tune number two is called, Houston Street, Thursday Afternoon. It's a beautiful, languid feeling on this tune. Tune number three is another Bobby Hutcherson original called Same Shame. And uh, that's very interesting. It goes through various um, time signatures and uh, is quite is the most lengthy piece on the album. Then a tune by James Leary entitled Love Can Be Many Things. And then a beautiful ballad by my friend Manny Boyd for his lady. And it's called Song for Annie. And it's an extremely pretty thing. And uh, so was Annie. Yes. Um, after that particular tune is another James Leary composition. A very interesting kind of a piece of music. Almost disco-ish in feel. And it's called Laugh, Laugh Again. And the final tune is a standard tune that um, several musicians uh, took under their wing. This is a great tune uh, entitled For Heaven's Sake. And that uh, ends the album on a very nice lyrical note. So here then, in its full form, 
is Bobby Hutcherson's wonderful album, View from the Inside. And the first tune we're going to hear is Later Even.
our jazz feature this evening. Beautiful album that was issued on Blue Note Records and became hard to find. Um, of course, uh, this three CD set from Mosaic, a limited edition, um, came out uh, a few years ago and sold out almost immediately. Uh, they printed up about well, 5,000 of these things and uh, it was gone. And uh, you can understand why. The music is, uh, is such, um, there's such beauty and grace um, to this music and, and yet uh, very deep as well and very easy on the ear. And, of course, the music is provided by one of the geniuses, and uh, he was touched with genius, um, I know that, Bobby Hutcherson on Vibes, and uh, this was his working band of the time, formed, uh, well, Bobby had uh, moved back to the West Coast. He was originally from Los Angeles and, of course, lived in New York for many years and then moved back to the West Coast with his wife, uh, Rose, and um, uh, bought a home just south of San Francisco in Santa Rosa. And then, uh, of course, um, began working with uh, San Francisco-based musicians. And uh, this band was, uh, uh, all of these gentlemen in this band were all residents of, uh, of San Francisco at the time. And this album was recorded in 1976 and issued on Blue Note Records and was called The View from the Inside. So we heard um, Bobby, of course, on Vibes, and my old friend, the late and wonderful Manny Boyd on soprano and tenor saxophone. Manny um, left us when he was only 50, and uh, a wonderful musician, a great guy, too. Uh, and we were we were very close friends. Manny Boyd and on piano, Larry Nash on piano and electric piano. And one of the, well, as a matter of fact, the surviving, Larry is still with us, but uh, another surviving member of this band is the bassist, James Leary III. And, um, of course, he's also a very fine composer as well, and James now lives in Kansas City. On drums, the legendary San Francisco drummer played with everybody, Eddie Marshall. And as I mentioned before, this was recorded in August of 1976 in San Francisco. The music that we heard, we opened with a reflective piece, and there are a number of them on this album, a reflective piece by Bobby Hutcherson entitled Later Even. And two number two brought in the full band, and it was uh, dedicated to a, an afternoon in the hot, humid sunshine of New York City, and it was called Houston Street, Thursday Afternoon, a very kind of languid piece of music and suited to uh, our current uh, stretch of hot weather in, right here in Vancouver. Tune number three was an adventurous uh, and lengthy piece of music by Bobby Hutchison called Same Shame. And then we turn to a James Leary composition entitled Love Can Be Many Things. And then a very beautiful ballad written by Manny Boyd for his lady, and that was entitled Song for Annie. Then we heard um, an interesting James Leary 
composition called Laugh, Laugh Again. And uh, it had kind of a disco feeling, um, that particular piece. And then that led to the very last uh, piece of the album and a beautiful standard tune arranged by Bobby Hutcherson entitled For Heaven's Sake. So that's the content of this album that was issued on Blue Note Records, The View from the Inside, and it was our jazz feature this evening on The Jazz Show on CITR-FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. And my name, Gavin Walker. We'll be back after some important messages And uh, we'll have some music from Baltimore's Left Bank Jazz Society with some great musicians. We'll tell you about that in a very few moments right after these messages. You're a member of CITR and Discorder, but are you a true friend? Get a Friends of CITR and Discorder card for $20 for discounts in Kitsilano and around UBC at On the Fringe Hair Design, Rufus Guitar Shop, Stormcrow Ale House, The Bike Kitchen, UBC Bookstore, Australian Boot Company, and so many more. Join us in celebrating the 40th-year partnership between UBC and the United Way of the Lower Mainland. Our goal this year is to help 40,000 people in our community. Make sure to visit unitedway.ubc.ca to learn about us, our events, and how to get involved. Because together, we are possibility. Imagine we are in the midst of a heat wave. (laughs) We get them here in Vancouver. Of course, it doesn't take long before people start complaining. (laughs) This is the kind of weather um, we've all been hoping for. And, of course, uh, eventually uh, people start to complain how hot it is and how uncomfortable it is. We could be living in um, places like Montreal, wonderful city that it is. But in the summertime, the humidity is close to unbearable. And uh, we don't get that kind of humidity here, um, that intense humidity. But uh, we are getting some pretty intense heat. So, uh, of course, um, (laughs) the warnings come out and all this kind of stuff. Uh, It is going to last um, 
most, most of the week here. So tonight is clear with a low of 15. Uh, tomorrow is going to be sunny and hot once again with a low of 15 and highs between 26 and 31. Ooh, yeah, it's enough to uh, you know, fry some weenies on the sidewalk or something. Anyway, Wednesday is a mix of sun and cloud with a low of 15. Again, uh, highs between 26 and 31. Then Thursday, a mix of sun and cloud with a low of 15 and a high of only 25. Friday, cloudy with a 30% chance of a very light shower with a low of 13 and a high of 21. Saturday is a mix of sun and cloud with a low of 14 and a high of 23. Temperature is obviously coming down. And on Sunday, we're back to sunny weather, but um, with a lot more temperate temperatures with a low of 14 and a high, very comfortable, 24. So that's the weather picture for the week. So enjoy it while you can because it can change really fast here in Vancouver. But it is summertime and should last. You're listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkaminam-speaking Musqueam people. You know, Wayne Shorter has written so many great tunes, and this tune has always appealed to me the first time I heard it, and I've never actually heard anyone else play this particular tune, Um, but it was written for a very famous Miles Davis session, as Wayne was part of Miles Davis's uh, what was known as the second great quintet, and Wayne was the chief uh, writer for that band and, of course, brought so many of his compositions into Miles' repertoire. One of them was this tune called Pinocchio, and um, I've always liked the melody in this and, and the way the tune is configured, and um, I've listened to Miles Davis's version of this tune so many times, and uh, it's it's um, absolutely wonderful, and it's from an, an album uh, called... Uh, I I can't remember. It was one of his Columbia albums from the mid-60s. Prince of Darkness, I believe, the album. Um, But this uh, tune uh, is called Pinocchio, and and, um, this is a fine version of this tune. And it was recorded at the Left Bank Jazz Society at the famous ballroom uh, in Baltimore, Maryland in... 1974, and features an all-star band led by pianist Cedar Walton. Cedar is uh, leading one of my favorite tenor saxophonists, the Chicago-born Clifford Jordan on tenor. On trumpet, the perennially underrated, just a fine, fine trumpeter, he passed away a number of years ago, Bill Hardman. And so Clifford Jordan and Bill Hardman make a really fine front line. Sam Jones is on bass, and Billy Higgins is on drums. And here is their version of Wayne Shorter's Pinocchio. (laughs) 
Recorded at the Left Bank Jazz Society in Baltimore, Maryland. That was the Cedar Walton Quintet with Mr. Walton, of course, uh, on piano. And the wonderful Clifford Jordan on tenor saxophone, Bill Hardman on trumpet, and Sam Jones on bass, and Billy Higgins on drums. And the tune is one that I've always liked. It's written by Wayne Shorter. And I uh, almost wore that record out because uh, Wayne wrote this, wrote that tune, and it appeared. Um, I couldn't think of the album when I was introducing this uh, this tune, but it's on the uh, very famous Miles album, um, Nefertiti. To me, it's uh, aside from the title track. This tune it really makes that album, and. Um, I've always been kind of fascinated with the, the contours of that particular melody on the tune. Very few people, uh, this is the only other recording that I know of Wayne's tune, other than the one on the Miles record, and it's a good one. And I hope you enjoyed it. Cedar Walton and his quintet with Clifford Jordan, Bill Hardman, Sam Jones, and Billy Higgins. We haven't finished with Cedar Walton yet. Um, he's going to revert to just a trio on this tune. In this tune, I think everybody knows, uh, it's a, such a beautiful melody, and, and Cedar gives it a very um, unique treatment. So here is Cedar Walton at the piano with uh, Sam Jones on bass and Billy Higgins on drums and Naima. Thank you. 
Cedar Walton at the piano, and I said it was Sam Jones on bass. He was on the previous uh, tune. This is from, actually from a different date, and the bassist was the late Herbie Lewis. 
And on drums, Billy Higgins, and of course, the great and uh, often heralded Cedar Walton on piano. And of course, the composition was the immortal John Coltrane piece of music dedicated to his first wife called Naima. Cedar Walton. We're going to hear a piano player from Toronto who I certainly love. And he did it, uh, has done this album with uh, New York-based saxophonist Joel Fromm. The pianist is Adrian Ferrugia. And, of course, he's one of the finest musicians from the Toronto area. He has appeared out here in Vancouver at uh, Corey Weed's Cellar. And uh, Adrian is uh, one of the first call pianists in, uh, in Toronto, along with uh, Dave Restivo and various other people from Dave Restivo. And, and uh, they're basically from the same generation, uh, Adrian is, uh, in his um, early 40s, as is uh, Joel Fromm, um, the saxophonist. And they made this wonderful album as a duo, and uh, they, they really have a nice chemistry together. We're going to hear a couple of tunes from this album. The first um, piece of music is uh, a co-composition of uh, Adrian Ferrugia and Joel Fromm, and it's the title track. It's called Blued Dharma. And the second tune that we're going to hear is a standard tune called Nobody Else But Me. And as I mentioned before, these two musicians have a special chemistry, and uh, it really works on this uh, wonderful duet album. So here's the title track, Blued Dharma.
really nice stuff from uh, this wonderful album called Blued Dharma. And um, it's with Adrian Ferrugia and Joel Fromm. And it was recorded uh, in, uh, in Toronto. And it is a wonderful uh, duet. They have uh, an incredible chemistry together, these two musicians. Adrian, of course, is one of the uh, finest pianists in the country. And Joel, based in New York, often comes to, uh, to Canada to uh, record with uh, and, and work with Canadian musicians. And uh, he's very well known. He's been out to Vancouver, and, and so is Adrian as well. Um, they they have played at uh, the late lamented uh, jazz cellar that was run by Corey Weeds out on West Broadway a few years ago. Anyway, this album, Blued Dharma, uh, we heard the title track on here. It's a co-composition of uh, Adrian Ferrugia and Joel Fromm. And Joel was featured on soprano saxophone on the first tune. And on tenor saxophone, the second tune, which is a standard tune, called Nobody Else But Me. I remember Stan Getz did a wonderful rendition of that tune. That probably uh, inspired Joel Fromm to, uh, to play the tune as well, and he does a wonderful job on it, as Stan Getz did. Adrian Ferrugia and Joel Fromm, wonderful duet. We are going to take a a brief break and tell you that you are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR-FM 101.9 or on the web, www.citr.ca. And my name is Gavin Walker. We're here every week with some of the very best in jazz music, and we're very happy to be broadcasting from the beautiful studios out here in the uh, Student Union Building, The Nest out here at the University of British Columbia on unceded Musqueam territory. Yes, and we shall be back with some more music by the great Carmen McRae, recorded live. This Quarter magazine has been supporting local music for over 30 years. Thanks to the long-term support of the Rickshaw Theater, this quarter lives. Favorite bands are playing at the Rickshaw Theater. Check out their calendar just behind the cover of Discorder Magazine or at rickshawtheater.com. Music and Arts Festival returns to Calgary from June 20th to 24th, 2018. Discover over 250 bands, comedy acts, film, and art in more than 35 venues across the city. This year's festival features guest curator Deerhoof, innovative indie rock act Dirty Projectors, electronic innovators Mount Kimby, versatile folk pop duo Way Oak, 
futuristic hip-hop titans Shabazz Palaces, outsider pop tour John Mouse, and many more yet to be announced. Visit sledisland.com for details, travel deals, and to get your festival pass. You're listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkaminam-speaking Musqueam people. The Great American Music Hall in uh, San Francisco was uh, a wonderful club. Actually, this wasn't recorded at the Great American Music Hall. My mistake. Well, of course, that was a great club, too. And another one was Sugar Hill. And uh, that was a a fine little club, too. And, of course, both of them are now history. But uh, Carmen McRae, one of the all-time greatest jazz singers, uh, performed at uh, both of those places. But here she is at Sugar Hill, recorded in 1962 with her working band with the wonderful Chicago-born pianist Norman Simmons, who was her longtime arranger, another Chicagoan, Victor Sproles on bass, and Stu Martin on drums. And we're going to hear three tunes. The first one is a Rogers and Hart tune, very up-tempo version of Thou Swell. And then uh, a great, another wonderful Rogers and Hart tune called It Never Entered My Mind. One of their best. And uh, tune number three, is a familiar tune called Make Someone Happy. Here then is the great Carmen McRae, recorded live at Sugar Hill in San Francisco. That's well, that witty, that sweet, that grand, what's kiss me pretty, what's told my hands are that I'm not cute to what they do to me. I choose a sweet lollapalooza in vain. I feel so rich in a hut for two, two rooms, a kitchen, I'm sure would do. Give me just a plot and not a lot of land. Swell and witty and grand. Once I laughed when I heard you saying that I'd be playing solitaire on the easy in my easy 
It never entered my mind Once you told me I was mistaken That I'd awaken with the sun And order Orange juice for one It never entered my mind You have What I lack myself And now I'd sing a lonely prayer again And wish that you were there again To get into my hair again It never entered my mind Make someone happy. 
Make just one someone happy. Make just one heart the heart to sing to. One smile that cheers you. One face that lights when it nears you. One man, you're. Just comes and goes in a minute. Where's the real stuff in life to cling to? Someone to love, that's the answer. Once you found him, build your world around him. Make someone happy. Then you will be happy too. Recorded at Sugar Hill in San Francisco, the great Carmen McRae singing with her trio, Norman Simmons at the piano, Victor Sproles on bass, and Stu Martin on drums. We heard three tunes, the first uh, two written by Rogers and Hart. The first one was Thou Swell, done uh, at a f- <laughs> very fast tempo. Nobody could dance to that one. And then a beautiful uh, ballad, It Never Entered My Mind. And then the Betty Compton, um, Adolph Green classic, Make Someone Happy. Carmen McRae, one of the great singing voices of jazz music. And, um, yeah, love her singing and her diction and just everything about her. We're going to turn to... My favorite Hammond organist, Don Patterson. This is from an album 
It was recorded in 1973, and it features Mr. Don Patterson on the Hammond organ. The album is called These Are Soulful Days. Uh, indeed, they are today. And we know why, don't we? Anyway, um, personnel here. Don Patterson on Hammond organ. Jimmy Heath, the great Jimmy Heath, Philadelphia tenor saxophonist. Pat Martino on guitar. And brother Albert Heath on drums. Tootie, uh, Jimmy's younger brother. And uh, we're going to hear this first tune called These Are Soulful Days, written by a great uh, Philadelphia trumpeter, composer, Cal Massey. He's a very close friend of John Coltrane's. Then we're going to hear um, a Don Patterson tune, uh, a lengthy exploration of the blues, and it's called Muse Blues. So here then, Don Patterson. Thank you. 
Thank you. 
That was the great Hammond organist, the late and wonderful Don Patterson, with Jimmy Heath on tenor saxophone, Pat Martino on guitar, and Tootie Heath, Albert Heath, Jimmy's younger brother on drums. And all of this was recorded in New York City in September of 1973. We heard two tunes. The first one was written by Philadelphian Cal Massey, fine trumpeter, composer, was a very, very close friend of John Coltrane's. And he wrote the first tune called These Are Soulful Days. And the second tune was all put together by Don Patterson, Slow Blues, called Muse Blues. These Are Soulful Days. That's the title of the album, and it was issued on Muse Records. Good one to find. Hope you enjoyed one of the great performers on the Hammond organ, the late Don Patterson. You know, Tony Williams, the drummer, the legendary drummer who, of course, um, began his career as a famous musician with um, Miles Davis. Tony was originally from Boston, and he was a, basically a child prodigy. And um, here is his very first New York recording date. He was still only 16 years old on drums here, and he's performing. See, what happened was that uh, uh, alto saxophonist Jackie McLean had gone to Boston for a gig and to play with some local Boston musicians, and that's where he met Tony Williams and, and had a chance to, to play with him and realize what a genius of the drums Tony Williams was. And um, he approached Tony's father and said, you know, I want to take this young man to New York. He can stay with me and my family, and uh, I'll take care of him. And uh, with the blessing of, uh, of Tony's father, um, that's what happened. And Tony Williams came to New York, and of course it wasn't long before he was heard by Miles Davis. And um, the rest is history, because with Jackie's blessing... Um, Tony was hired to uh, join Miles Davis, and of course Tony was such a powerful drummer that he actually changed the way Miles Davis played and approached music. Uh, he was really instrumental in, in moving Miles to a different uh, style uh, just through sheer musicality. Sad to say, Tony was only 50 when he, when he died, and um, he had lived, he had moved to the Bay Area, and he had been performing with his quintet, and sad to say he had a gallbladder operation, and somehow infection set in, and so on and so forth, and Tony died uh, um, prematurely, and much to a shock to the whole jazz community. Anyway... Tony is very much alive here, 16-year-old genius on drums, and this is his first New York recording date. Donald Byrd on trumpet, Jackie McLean on alto saxophone is the leader, and what a rhythm section, Herbie Hancock on piano, Butch Warren on bass, and Tony Williams on drums. We're going to hear two tunes from this session. 
Uh, it took years for Blue Note to issue this, but uh, as it turned out, this was Tony's New York recording debut. And um, the first tune, actually two tunes, uh, were written by Donald Byrd, the, the trumpeter. And the first tune is called Marnie, and the second tune is kind of a sophisticated, funky thing called Dusty Foot. So here then, Jackie McLean, Donald Byrd, Herbie Hancock, Butch Warren, and Tony Williams. Sorry for the delay. Uh, all right, here we here we go. <laughs> Thank you. 
A couple of tunes from an album that uh, took many years for Blue Note to issue, but uh, it finally did come out, and the album was called Vertigo, and it features, of course, the, the great Jackie McLean leading a group, on, and Jackie, of course, on alto saxophone, Donald Byrd on trumpet, Herbie Hancock on piano, Butch Warren on bass, and a 16-year-old drummer by the name of Tony Williams. This was his very first recording uh, in New York City, 
and uh, was done on February 11th, 1963. And it didn't take very long for Miles Davis to hear Tony Williams and hire him. And, of course, uh, the rest is jazz history. Tony really um, transformed uh, the whole sound of the drum kit and uh, did just some totally amazing things. Anyway, we heard two tunes here, uh, both written by trumpeter Donald Byrd. And the first one was entitled Marnie, and the second tune was entitled Dusty Foot. Jackie McLean, Tony Williams and Company. We're going to turn our attention now to the music of Duke Ellington. This was done when uh, Ellington was touring Europe in uh, the early 60s. And a very interesting album. It's called The Symphonic Ellington. And it features the Ellington Orchestra with musicians uh, augmenting the orchestra from various... European symphony orchestras, Paris, Stockholm. This was mostly recorded uh, in Stockholm, and it's a suite in three movements, written by Duke Ellington, of course, and performed by the full orchestra, plus the uh, plus musicians from uh, the Stockholm Symphony Orchestra. And the piece of music is called Night Creature. So we're going to hear the three movements of Duke Ellington's composition, Night Creature. We're going to hear solos by Ellington himself on piano, Paul Gonzalez on tenor saxophone, Ray Nance on violin, Cootie Williams, one of the greats, on trumpet, Johnny Hodges on alto saxophone, Lawrence Brown on trombone, Harry Carney on baritone saxophone, and Cat Anderson on trumpet. We'll hear little short solos from all of those people. So we feature now the Duke Ellington Orchestra plus musicians from the Stockholm Symphony, and we're going to hear Night Creature, part one, two, and three.
The Duke Ellington Orchestra, augmented by members of the Stockholm Symphony Orchestra. This is from an album that came out on Reprise Records called the Symphonic Ellington. And we heard um, a composition by Duke uh, in three parts. Um, The composition was called Night Creature. And the three movements of that, uh, we heard... Short solos by Ellington himself, of course, on piano. Uh, Paul Gonzalez on tenor saxophone. Ray Nance on violin. Uh, Cootie Williams on trumpet. Johnny Hodges on alto saxophone. Lawrence Brown on trombone. Harry Carney on baritone saxophone. And Cat Anderson at the very end playing that screeching high note trumpet. And um, the Duke Ellington Orchestra. Sam Woodyard on drums. Ernie Shepard on bass, and, of course, all the Ellingtonians. All of this was recorded in the mid-'60s, in February of 1963, in various parts of Europe. And uh, most of this uh, piece of music that we heard was recorded in Stockholm when uh, the Ellington Band was on an extensive uh, European tour. The Symphonic Ellington Night creature. We're going to turn now to a a rare recording session that features a very young 19-year-old Sonny Rollins. And the two compositions we're going to hear, actually we're going to hear three tunes, but um, there are are two originals written by Sonny Rollins, and these were his first recorded compositions. And the band is led by one of Sonny's mentors, the great trombonist J.J. Johnson. So here is J.J. with a young 19-year-old Sonny Rollins, John Lewis at the piano, Gene Ramey on bass, and one of my favorite drummers, Shadow Wilson. And all of this was recorded uh, for Savoy Records in New York City on May 11th, 1949. The first Sonny Rollins composition to be recorded is this one. It's called Autobahn, and it's uh, actually dedicated to the Autobahn Ballroom, which was a a huge musical venue in Harlem that uh, a lot of musicians played at, including Sonny Rollins. And the second tune is uh, Variations on a Wonderful Standard, arranged by J.J. Johnson, of a standard called Don't Blame Me. And the tune number three is another early Sonny Rollins composition, and it's called Goof Square. So here then, a young Sonny Rollins with J.J. Johnson leading the band on trombone. Thank you. 
Some very early Sonny Rollins recorded when he was just 19 and performing with J.J. Johnson, the great trombonist. Um, J.J. was to the trombone what Charlie Parker was to the alto saxophone or Dizzy Gillespie to the trumpet, one of the pioneers of modern jazz. And this is a recording date that took place uh, May 11th, 1949 for Savoy Records. And we heard Sonny's very first recorded composition. That's the first tune on this uh, three-tune set. The first tune was called Audubon, and of course that was dedicated to the Audubon Ballroom, um, which was a musical venue in uh, Harlem. A music venue, not a musical venue. (laughs) The Audubon didn't play any music, but the people in it did. Okay, (laughs) a music venue, I stand corrected. Um, the second tune was uh, J.J.'s arrangement of a beautiful old standard called Don't Blame Me, written by Jimmy McHugh. And the third um, piece of music was another fine original composition by Sonny Rollins called Goof Square. And the people uh, on that early recording session, J.J., of course, on trombone, Sonny Rollins on tenor saxophone, John Lewis at the piano, Gene Ramey on bass, and Shadow Wilson on drums. We are going to close the show this evening with a piece of music from one of the great living masters of the saxophone. I'm talking about Charles Lloyd. Charles Lloyd, from an album uh, recorded with his quartet. The album is called Passin' Through. And this is a Charles Lloyd composition that, oh, I guess made its debut way back in 1962, and Charles still likes to play it. And we like to listen to it as well. So this is the title track from this uh, very fine album, which is uh, on the Blue Note label. Charles Lloyd on tenor saxophone with Jason Moran on piano, Reuben Rogers on bass, and Eric Harland on drums. Here is passing through and uh, after we listen to that that'll be good night so this is the last piece of music we're playing this evening charles lloyd passing through
As I said, one of the great living legends of jazz, Charles Lloyd on tenor saxophone, leading his quartet with Jason Moran on piano, Reuben Rogers on bass, and the great Eric Harland on drums. And that's the title track from uh, Charles Lloyd's quartet album called Passin' Through. And that was a composition that he wrote way back in 1962, and he still plays that today. Great tune, and of course, Charles Lloyd, one of the great jazz masters, still with us. Um, He's 80 years old now and still playing with this kind of energy. Wonderful, Charles Lloyd. All right, that's it for this edition of The Jazz Show. Next week, our jazz feature is wonderful and... I think sadly forgotten trombone master and composer as well. I'm talking about Gratian Moncur III. He made two legendary albums for Blue Note Records, and we're going to hear the his first called Evolution, and that's going to be our jazz feature for next week. And it's quite a recording with Jackie McLean, Lee Morgan, Tony Williams, Bobby Hutcherson, etc., etc., and that it is truly a modern jazz classic. That's what we're going to hear next week on the jazz feature on the jazz show. My name is Gavin Walker. Thank you very much for being out there. On behalf of myself, the jazz show, and of course, radio station CITR. on your FM dial or on your computer, www.citr.ca. Don't forget, if you're into going to the jazz festival, get on to coastaljazz.ca. That's mandatory. (laughs) And check out what the jazz festival is presenting this year. It's an amazing um, amount of uh, incredible uh, musicians coming to Vancouver starting this coming weekend. Check it out, coastaljazz.ca. Take care, enjoy the weather, and we'll see you in seven days' time right here at CITR. Bye-bye. Do-ba-dee-oo, 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 do-ba-dee-oo.